TM Views, where we hear this morning experts' perspective on major news developments. Uh, today, pleased to be joined from Kyung University Law School, Professor Song Se-ryeon on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Henry. Good morning to you, Professor Song. So we're going to talk about this court case, and you're a legal expert, so it's very appropriate that you uh, weigh in on this. On the 8th of this month, the South Korean court ordered the Japanese government to compensate 100 million won each for the 12 survivors of uh, Japan's wartime sex slavery program. Uh, the Japanese government did not appeal the ruling, but commented, commented that the recent decision goes against the uh, 2015 Comfort Woman Agreement. First, um, tell us about the ruling in your view, uh, what that was about, and how do you uh, deal with this thorny issue of, um, I guess, any terms of enforcement and whether even Japan would recognize the jurisdiction of this court? Uh this is a big issue for the survivors, and I know there's a lot of nuanced point of views to this, right? Right. The ruling was the, the first time the Korean courts held the Japanese government, not the uh, corporations like before, uh, accountable for their wartime sex life charges. Uh, that means Korean courts recognize the legal cause of the victims against the systematic and gross uh, human rights violation of Japan that, that has largely been uh, avoiding the legal responsibility. Now, uh, the defense uh, that the Japan invoked was the, a, a state immunity. Uh, that is a legal doctrine that a, a state cannot be subject without uh, its consent to the jurisdiction of foreign courts. The sort of a foundation of a modern nation states, uh, which was established by treaties of Westphalia in the 17th century, so it's a uh, uh, well-established customary international law, you can say. But then the scope of the application of state immunity uh, has been eroding uh, uh, recently. And the exceptions are growing, especially in the areas of human rights abuses, uh, fundamental rights or crimes against humanity, uh, which, which the, the wartime sex slave cases may well qualify. Yeah, very interesting point, because uh, as we know, the expected Japanese response is quite negative and, and very defiant. Uh, the Japanese Prime Minister, Suga Yoshihide, said on the day of the ruling that, quote, South Korea should take steps to correct violations of international law, and the ruling will never be accepted. Uh, other politicians are of like mind, and they're going to respond, I guess, in some uh, legal manner. Do you think the Japanese government is going to try to uh, take this to the uh, International Court of Justice and... Uh, uh, would that even uh, occur if Korea recognizes, uh, again, the uh, the jurisdiction of the ICJ in this matter? Uh, they could try, but that does not mean that Korea is uh, automatically subject to the jurisdiction. Now, when Korea has joined uh, ICJ in 1991, uh, Korea has not agreed to the mandatory jurisdiction clause. So there's no obligation to submit to the jurisdiction. So... Uh, probably the best uh, course of action for Korea is uh, not to uh, respond to it. Besides, even if it becomes international disputes, a court of ICJ or out of it, it ultimately is disadvantageous to Japan uh, when it highlights their war crime atrocities and violation of human rights. So in a lose-lose situation for Japan. A lose-lose situation for Japan. Now, uh, let's talk about the varying opinions here. There was uh, an interesting interview recently given where um, Lee Yong-soo one of the prominent um, 
victims and, and a- a- activists uh, in regards to the uh, sexual slavery issue, uh, she said, you know what, 100 million won, I don't need that. I just want a sincere apology from Japan, and I'll be happy. Now, that doesn't seem to be forthcoming, but there are more other, I wouldn't say necessarily conservative, but more cautious people who feel that um, these court rulings are damaging the bilateral relationship between South Korea and Japan, which have been uh, very tense over the past few years, especially with those controversial uh, trade restrictions that were slapped by Japanese on key components for uh, semiconductors because of that wartime uh, forced labor issue uh, ruling. Uh, what are your views on the idea? Because this is an independent judicial decision. This is not necessarily political in the sense that the the Blue House or the National Assembly is um, controlling the narrative here. Uh, how do you, uh, I guess, take the argument that these rulings are uh, hurting uh, South Korea because of this uh, bilateral relationship that's important? Right. Diplomatic relations are important, of course. But we're talking about two different things from a victim's point of view. Uh, they're there are state matters, but the victims' human rights should not be subsumed or sacrificed mm. for the sake of politics. Mm. The court should focus on the applicable law, evidence, and the victims, how they're suffering. Uh, diplomatic apro- approaches may come after that uh, as a result of the ruling, but you cannot put the carriage before the court, uh, before the horse. Yeah. So uh, I would say, thank God, judges are not judges are not politicians, and it is entirely ap- appropriate that the courts are not swayed by the political efficiency. Now, what they, one thing that the uh, Japanese government is using as ammunition, Professor Song, and I just quoted the uh, prime minister citing it, is that uh, controversial 2015 Comfort Woman agreement, which was signed during the Pakane administration, even at that time, when before the ink was even dry on that deal, Professor, as you well know, it was controversial and contentious. And uh, much of the, the victims advocacy group community were opposed to having this deal uh, be ratified. Uh, subsequently, uh, there has been it, it has not been officially rescinded by the current government, but uh, there is no movement underway to actually uh, enforce the provisions of this deal. Uh, in your view, is the 2015 Comfort Agreement the be-all and end-all, like uh, Japan says, and there should be no other further questions or, or litigation or anything in, res- in, in regards to the uh, sexual slavery issue? Well, that's what Japan contends. And uh, there are some questionable languages in there uh, that could be interpreted as such. But I think ultimately it goes back to the same kind of uh, the issues that we're talking about moments ago. Uh, the agreement, if there's any, uh, is be- between the states, and uh, it does not address the the victims' uh, sufferings directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, victims are not the parties to the agreement, and even if there was, uh, the uh, the states usually cannot uh, make agreements on behalf of the victims. So uh, I think the issue is the same thing. Uh, as in 1965 or uh, 2015, the states have entered into some sort of agreement, but it uh, clearly uh, excludes the victim's participation. So in that sense, the, these uh, arguments or the, uh, even the languages of the agreement uh, suffers a great uh, deal 
people talk about the language that says it is the final uh, uh, solution to it. But uh, since Japan has avoided the responsibility for the wartime uh, activities, and uh, that is the ultimate uh, cause of these uh, the, the problems, the definition of a problem has been uh, wholly lacking in, in the agreement. So when you say final solution to it, then we're, 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 we have to ask, the final solution to what? Yeah. I think the language can be interpreted as very vague from the lawyer's point of view. Right, and there's been a pattern of uh, strategy or tactics by the Japanese side to, as you allude to, cite either the 1965 treaty normalizing relations, which, uh, <laughs> if you know the history, was also very contentious and, and not agreed upon, right, by, by people who did not feel it addressed um, the needs of the victims, and then this 2015 Comfort Woman Agreement, Bottom line, though, as you say, the, those are agreements, but they they are separate from whatever what other judicial path is taken by litigants who are either civic groups or other activists who file court briefings. They're accepted, and the judges rule on them in an independent manner. Essentially, what Japan is asking Korea to do is to, and if we accept that Korea is a democracy, and let's say that um, Japan is also a, a liberal democracy, Japan is asking Korea essentially as a state actor, to subvert the independence of their own judiciary, which they should have no control over, right? Right. So it was. it is a very questionable and overreaching kind of uh, demand, because I don't know if it's possible in Japan's case, uh, government kind of controlling all the other aspects of the government or the civic groups, right. but that would not happen in today's democracy in Korea. So uh, it, rather than uh, it, getting meddled into somebody else's matters or some other country's matters. Uh, Japan has to take the responsibility uh, and uh, look at the situations as the issues arise. If, if it's a victim's individual rights, uh, there are different courses of actions that you have to uh, take. If it's a, a, a state matters, then you can uh, try to do a, a diplomatic route, but when it comes to treaties and dealing with individual rights, only thing they can say in the in the uh, treaties or agreement is that they could try to do something because they cannot replace or uh, make actions on behalf of the the victims. And if you look at the languages of the the agreements here, uh, that's what it says. Uh, the both countries will try, and I, I think the Korean governments have tried, uh, but. The, the people did not go for it. The uh, National Assembly did not uh, ratify it. Right. So there's no consensus uh, from the people's point of view. Finally, then, bottom line for the Moon administration, they basically are saying, what, uh, echoing what you've just said, is that uh, the, the, the Moon government cannot necessarily uh, control what the, the courts are deciding here. Uh, is there basically nothing else for the Moon, moon government to do? I, I think that uh, ju- judicial decision cannot be touched. Uh, should not be. And the Moon government can try try uh, another means for diplomatic matters. I, I think that uh, uh, there are some dile- dilemmas uh, because of the questionable languages in the agreement. But uh, those are the kinds of things that diplomatic relations and the efforts can solve, uh, not the legal means. 
So uh, I, th- I think that they should not uh, say that the, the judiciary's decision is a final in all aspects of the problem, mm-hmm. because there are some uh, diplomatic uh, efforts that they have to uh, uh, pursue. Uh, I think they should. Uh, I, I think that the Jap- Japan, uh, rather than denying their responsibilities, they, they, they should come halfway and, and meet the diplomatic uh, kind of uh, half point so that the, the solution uh, could come easily. I, I think the comfort women issues are uh, time stamped because the victims are, are dying of old age. So uh, rather than making this a permanent scar, uh, I think two countries should try to come to some sort of diplomatic uh, solutions to it. All right. And as always, we thank you for your insights and analysis, Professor Song, and look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much. Likewise. Thank you.